Mm. Some good bass. I don't know where I'm going. Mm. It just sounds like it needs it. Sounds like you're trying to go to the bathroom or something. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to open the episode. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're here. Hey, guys. Lawn Disorder coming at you at, what is this, episode seven? Yes, Lucky sir. number seven. Lucky number seven. Of season six. Yes. We're still here. You still can't get rid of us. Sorry. So before we get too far into this, let's thank the sponsors. Wavespace Audio for creating the music that we go on to. And Young Ideas Dish for all of your Dish Network and Google product needs. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks, guys. We are here and we are talking... Genital Logic, one of my favorite segments on the show. I don't know how we came up with the name Genital Logic, but we did. Yes. I think it was a play on like general logic, like general things you should know. And then I changed it to Genital Logic. I, I think you're right. Yes. But if, for those of you, if you don't remember, if it's your first time listening to us, Genital Logic is a segment that we do on the show where we take a subject Maybe it's clothes, maybe it's cars, it could be anything, any subject whatsoever. And Sergio and I give our genital <laughs> opinions about it. Me identifying and being female, Sergio identifying being male. We just give our perspectives because they tend to be very different and very funny. I'm pretty proud of myself on this one because I'm the one that found this topic and said, I think we should address it. It, it seems like it's something that hits close to home. Mm -hmm. Me being a married man, you being a married woman. I think these are things that like the, you know, I didn't know about my spouse and your husband still may not know about you. Probably not. <laughs> so we got this little article from Buzzfeed talking about reveal men revealing the things that they didn't know about women until they started dating them. And some of these are a little uh, interesting, I guess. Yeah. So, am I leading this one, or are you leading? I think this? I think you should lead because I want you to tell me if you did or did not know this, and then I will fill in with my commentary because I I know all of these things because I am a woman. Because you're living it. Yeah, okay, it's I my got life. it. So this one, I, I think this is a pretty good first topic. Um, what I didn't know is how expensive bras are. And on here it says, "Growing up, I assumed they were like underwear, seven ninety nine for a four pack at Target." Um, yeah, growing up, that's, I mean, I thought they were just like, you know, like you go to the store and you buy a pack of, pack of socks or a pack of underwear. And I didn't quite understand, like, what's the big deal on comfort? Cause with men's underwear, you have like boxers and briefs and boxer briefs. And that's it. That's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. And growing up, all we had were briefs. Like boxers didn't really become a thing until I got a little older. And then boxer briefs were like a game changer as an adult. But that's all we had. And, you know, based off what I knew of you guys, all y'all had was like whatever you get at Target or Walmart, you know? Yeah, and even those, like, it's, to this day, I don't think I buy bras for under $20. If I do, it's something clearanced, and it's not like a regular bra. It might be like a sports bra with mm -hmm. no wires, no padding, no support or anything. Um... But yeah, no, there's uh, there's a lot more that goes into it. And so they charge more. And you only buy them one at a time typically too. 
Yeah, and uh, I guess the game changer for you guys would have been like Victoria's Secret, right? Like that would have been like, like having like evolving the brawl, like having more like options. Um, I don't know if it was Victoria's Secret that necessarily did that. I don't know. I mean, because like a push-up bra wasn't invented by Victoria's Secret, I don't think. That's that's just been around. But they're the ones, it's just a franchise. They marketed it to be sexy. Everything was just sexier. Um, versus when you go to Target and you buy a push-up bra, it's just a plain push-up bra. It's not sexy. Well, I, and I don't even know if it's necessarily the sexy part. I, uh, I think what I've learned over the years is like, they have like a nicer fabric, nicer quality of fabric. Like they can, yeah. Like mm -hmm. the older, I assume the older bras were kind of like the older underwear. They they weren't very like soft. They were like underwear growing up were like itchy and they weren't soft. I don't know they, what underwear you were wearing. Just like white cotton briefs. <laughs> like they didn't breathe. They didn't breathe at all. So I assume bras are like that too. Like I mean. Just because it wasn't Victoria's Secret doesn't mean it wasn't good quality. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've gotten bras at Target, especially like as you start developing as a young girl, you're not going to go buy a Victoria's Secret bra because you'll probably grow out of it, you mm -hmm. know, in six months. But the you just want overall good quality because it's something you're essentially wearing almost every day, right? And if they start to wear out because the quality isn't good, the underwire in your bra will poke out and like poke your skin mm. if it wears out. So that's why you want good quality because you don't want the wire poking out because it, like it's literally a piece of metal poking you in your ribcage. And if it's the middle of the day and you're at school or you're at work, there's not much you can do about it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just know that my wife at the end of the day, she's like, I'm over this. Like when she gets home, like we both have a routine of getting home and kind of quote unquote getting out of your school clothes. Yeah. Like you you come home and you change into your your like your your home clothes, your PJs, whatever. And I know her her biggest thing is like get this thing off of me. Yeah, like, we want to take our bra off. Like because it's not because it's essentially uncomfortable the second you put it on, but if you wear it for eight hours straight or ten hours straight, it's just like man, I just want them to like you said breathe and relax and just like. You know not be constricted yeah. so yeah i do the same thing because i know there's times whenever we go out like especially like when do, do like date night we'll go out and you know maybe she's looking a little like cuter than what she might normally do on a work day like she's dressed cute i guess she might wear something that's more constricting and then we'll be on our way home and she's like look i just got to take this off i'm sorry like it's not gonna make it we're not gonna make it home like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna take it off now yeah <laughs> like i'm done looking cute yeah yeah so, so that's one thing i learned about is the the, the bras the bras in general mm -hmm. yeah uh this is another one that i can really relate to the amount of hair that's everywhere and there's a quote in here where somebody said one time my toe was hurting so i took off my shoe and sock and noticed that a strand of my girlfriend's hair had wrapped itself tightly around my toe and it cut off my circulation yes y'all have hair everywhere yeah like everywhere yeah and reason being it's not because girls just lose more hair i think maybe if we you know we're brushing it more i might obviously comparing me to you i have in general a lot more hair than you do just because mine's longer mm -hmm. i think like naturally we lose the same amount but when I lose my, you know, three foot long piece of hair, you see it because it's long and you feel it and it gets wrapped up in stuff. Mm -hmm. You lose a piece of hair and it's like a speck of dust 
Like you don't see it. Like where did it go? Yeah, my it's hair. Like dandruff. My hair is inches long. Your hair is feet long. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, you lost a single hair. You see mine because it's so long, and then Sergio's just blows away, or you don't even notice it. Yeah, I mean, I'm one of those people that like daily. I'm in the shower, and I'm like, what is this? I'm like, is this her hair? It's just like. Yeah. Big old chunk of hair. Because even just just rubbing your scalp causes hair to fall out. And that's completely natural. It's not because we're old or something's wrong with us. It's just you naturally lose hair. And the more you touch it, rub your scalp, or even brush or comb your hair, you also are pulling your hair out. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to, like, scoop mine up and get it in the trash can. But I'm not going to be able to catch every single one. Mm-mm. And so, yeah, I mean, I vacuum and my hair is everywhere. Hmm. Yeah. Hair. That's mm-hmm. another one. Um, let's see here. Another thing that's interesting, according to this BuzzFeed article, is um eyelash curlers. Yeah. I grew up this quote says, I grew up with sisters but never saw them use one. My girlfriend at the time pulled one out and we were looking to go out, and I was perplexed and horrified at her using it. Eyelash curlers, they look weird to me. This weird little like clamp, clampy thing <laughs> that it looks like a torture device from a James <laughs> Bond movie. You know, like you're getting the little clamps towards James Bond's eyes. So like you're going to pop it out because he oh. won't tell you whether microfilm is. Where is the microfilm, Mr. Bond? Yeah. It's All like, these things they invent for us to make us use. So, yeah, we curl our eyelashes. You don't have to, but it does help if you want your eyelashes to look longer. Uh, but you got to be careful with them because if you clamp your eyelashes and you clamp too hard and you accidentally like move your head or you tug on it, it'll pull your eyelashes out. So you have to be careful. So like you got to be careful clamping it. You don't want to move. You hold it for three to five seconds and then you release. What? It's like a whole thing? Yeah, there's a process. And you always do it before you put mascara on. Because if you do it after you put mascara on, it messes up your mascara and you're more likely to tear them out because they're heavier than mascara. Yeah. Just, just, I don't use mine all the time. I basically only use it when like I'm going out and I want my eyelashes to look a little bit better. But I didn't grow up using it. And, you know. Huh. Yeah. Here's another thing that men didn't know about women until they started dating them. Uh, quote, my best friend moved four states away, and he has three kids. I didn't even know his kids' names. We'll talk every once in a while for an hour-ish, and my wife will ask me, like, how his kids are, and I'll be like, I guess they're good, and the wife's like, how did you know? You didn't ask him. And apparently, women talk more than guys do in regards to just stuff. Like, guy conversations are more like, what's up, you know? How are the you know talk about the Cowboys? You talk about the football team. You talk about the game. You, like, how's the family? Oh, she's good. You know, little Susie's in third grade now. How's Andrew? Oh, he's good. He's playing football, and it's about it. You know, you know, even you, you go, even if you go see your buddy every day, you don't always know everything about him. But then, like, girls go out, and you'll come back, and they'll have like a whole story of what's going on. We, I just had this conversation with Myrna, like three or four days ago. She went to lunch or to dinner with some friends and like so-and-so's going through some problems. And she talked to me for like an hour and a half telling me about this girl's problems. I'm like, you deciphered all that from one night out with your friend? Yeah, I didn't, I don't get all that with my buddies. Yeah, I think that's because women in general were more detail-oriented than men. 
So if we want to ask a question, we don't want a generic answer. If we ask a question, we want a detailed answer. Like if I just want a generic answer, I'm not even gonna ask you the question to begin with. So like, if you say, if I say, oh, what's, what's Andrew been up to? And you just said, oh, football, he's good. Uh, I'm like, I, I knew that, so I wouldn't even ask you that. Like, I want a detailed answer. Like, oh, yeah, he, he got a brand new football coach and their game got moved, you know, next weekend because of this event. But they got three new players and they're doing really well. And then we're going to practice at my house. And then I'm going to get snacks for everybody after the game. And then we have, you know, the championship coming up in two months and blah, blah, blah. blah. Like, that's what we want to hear because it makes the story more interesting. Even though you're just telling me about Andrew's football. It makes it more interesting. It makes it more interesting, yeah. And we're detail-oriented. Our brains like that. Yeah, we're not like that. No, just, but men are not. We're just... Yeah. They just need to know you're good, and that's all you need. Yeah, and it's kind of like, are you good? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, you say you're good. Yeah. You're good. Mm -hmm. Your arm could be falling off, and if you say you're good, like, all right. Men will still say they're good, let's wanna, be honest. I mean, if you're hanging out with your buddies, and you see one of them, and his arm's like hanging off, it's like, hey, you good? Yeah, I'm good. You might want to put some dirt on that. <laughs> you might want to take an, You might want to take some aspirin. Oh gosh. You know, it looks like your arm hurts. Let me get you a beer. No, I'm fine. Let me get you a shot. Thanks, you need a little, You need something a little stronger. You know, that's about it. Um, this one's a little interesting. I'm not gonna lie. Number five, things that men didn't know about women until they started dating them. Uh, this guy said, "I learned that surprisingly uh, late in life, and only because I asked a girl." whether it's inefficient that she needs to take out her tampon every time she goes to pee and she was a bit shocked. So this man didn't know that women have a second hole that they pee from. I think most men don't know that. I didn't know that until I read this article. Are you serious? I didn't. I thought. No. I thought, Sergio. I thought there was. You know, a, one hole for the pee and, and one, the blood and uh, then one for the poo poos. Yeah. I didn't quite understand that there was like a third a third. You thought we peed out of our vaginas. I didn't. I mean, I mean, I, I have one hole I pee from. So I, I know. know men have you know a pee hole and then a poo poo hole, and that's all they have. I and I get it. I didn't know. I didn't. I mean, I don't mean to like out my own husband, but I I've known my husband since high school, and I remember we were out one day. Um. And we were dating, and so I think he knew because we were dating on the t at that time. I was on my period, and I was like, "Oh, you know, I, I have to go to the bathroom." We were out doing stuff. I was like, "Can we stop here? I just, I gotta, I have to go pee. I have to go to the bathroom." He's like, "Yeah, okay." Like, do you? And he's like, "Oh, do you have to like put a new tampon in then too?" And I was like, "No, I just put one in. I'm fine." He's like, "But you're gonna go pee?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "But you're wearing a tampon," and I'm like, "Harrison." There's two different holes. I didn't know. I'm not going. I'm going to be straight up with you. But I this is when we were like 18, I know, and I'm, I was shocked he didn't know this at 18 when we all took anatomy I'm and 41. sex ed. I'm 41, and I didn't know. Yeah. I was. I was uh, two weeks ago until I knew this. Yeah. Granted, the holes are like right next to each other, so that can be confusing. But dude, yeah, there's open an anatomy book. You know, I'll. I'll have this conversation. Don't let Andrew get to be 40 years old and not know this, please. I'll have this conversation with Andrew whenever he, he gets the, a girlfriend. He gets a girlfriend. Don't forget. They have two holes. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have three. We have three. <laughs> Don't forget. Oh, my God. Okay, so number six. 
Uh, this one's a pretty interesting one. Things that men didn't know about women until they started dating. Um, when women tell you their problems, they don't always want you to solve them. Even if you think you have a quick and easy solution, sometimes they just want to listen. They want you to listen and to sympathize. Mm-hmm. That, you know, sometimes you guys just want to, to vent. And you want, you want, I guess the most important thing is you want to ask, like, do you want me to love you or do you want me to help you? Mm-hmm. Is what this guy was saying. So that's a good way to handle it. It's like, do you want to just me to hug you? Or do you want me to actually, like, try to help you analyze this thing? And most of the time, my wife doesn't want me to analyze it. She just wants me to be there to listen. Yeah, we're just venting. But it's hard to not want to, it's not, it, as a guy, it's hard to not want to just, like, well, let's just do this to fix it. Or just do this to fix it. We want to fix stuff. You know? How do we know? We're not psychics. We're not psychics. We don't know what we're supposed to do. Are we supposed to ask the question? I mean, depending on the relationship with your spouse, maybe it's necessary. I I would say that a good indicator that she's just venting is if she just keeps going and going, you know, talking about it, even if she's angry, mm-hmm. you know, and if it, if it has nothing to do with you, especially if it has nothing to do with you. Like if this problem has nothing to do with you or maybe like your family, if this is about friends or work, just assume that you're not going to be able to solve it. If this isn't directly corresponding to you or your kid or your jerk family, mm-hmm. you can't help. You just got to be there. Just just be there. Like, start rubbing her feet. You know, start rubbing her shoulders. Get her a cocktail. Like, that's all okay. you got to do. And just actually, and actively listen. Don't just sit there and tune her out. Like, actively listen to what she's saying and repeat stuff back. Like, oh, I'm sorry that this event Hold on, so you want, me, you want me to listen and you want me to rub her feet and get a drink. That's like three things I have to do. No, you can just listen or you can listen. Well, I think listen you have to do every time. But you could just listen and get her a drink or listen and rub her shoulders. You know, it's not that hard. Like multiple things. Oh my god, you're a married man. You signed up for this. You only love her and stuff. I know. Till death do us part. Yep. Uh, Here's another one that men didn't know until they started dating women: Um, that hair washing is something that needs planning for and has consequences if missed or overdone. Yes. So this lady was talking about about the steps of hair, about hair care. I was telling my husband that I basically have to go through the five stages of grief before washing my hair denial it's not even that dirty anger i just effing washed it the day before yesterday bargaining maybe i can get away with dry shampoo until tomorrow depression now my hair smells <laughs> now my hair smells like i febreze it and i still don't it still doesn't look clean i'm gross and lazy acceptance F it i guess i'll just wash it yep i think i am at the um depression stage today with my hair um i washed my hair on so the today we are recording i probably washed it two days ago from today if i don't wash it tonight i definitely have to wash it tomorrow so you have to wash it more is it more in the winter or more in the fall or the summer like um for me it doesn't really matter i mean Generally speaking, I'm washing it more in the summer just because I get sweatier. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm outside more. I'm going to the pool. Maybe I'm swimming. Just in general, like I just sweat more. It gets dirtier. Are there things that you avoid doing 
because you know it's going to lead you. You have to wash your hair. Like Yes. So like my house, for example, we have a swimming pool. If you had a swimming pool, would it prevent you from using the pool more because you're like, oh, I got to go wash it if I go swimming? Um, If I was at someone else's house, yeah. So if I came to your house and I went swimming, I wouldn't want to get my hair wet because then I have to deal, not that I couldn't shower at your house, but it's like, okay, now I have to deal with wet hair in the car on the way home. And then I have to go home and wash it in deep condition and comb it out versus if I just put it up and don't let it get wet and matted. Then I go home and my hair's fine. I mm-hmm. might not even have to wash it when I get home if it, if I didn't get too sweaty. Mm-hmm. And especially when you have super long hair like I do, I have long hair that goes down to like the middle of my back. That's a lot of hair to deal with. If I had like a short buzz cut, I probably wouldn't care as much because it's like, oh, you wash it. There's no tangles. It dries in five minutes. Like like you, mm-hmm. you know, you wash, you take two showers a day, but your hair dries in five minutes. For me, it's like, okay, either I have to dry my hair with a hair dryer right now, or I'm going to have wet hair for the next four hours. So you had a wedding that you went to last week, I believe. Yes. Did that, like when you do stuff like that, that requires probably more product than normal, is that something that you kind of loathe? Because you're like, oh, uh, i to like clean it more. Or yeah, deeper? because not, my hair looked great. I had my hair done and it looked fantastic. But after the wedding, we were going back to our hotel room to like go to bed. And I'm like, man, I'm going to have to brush all this teasing out. There's so much hairspray in my hair. It's going to be so stiff and sticky. And like, I was too tired to take a shower that night. I'm surprised I got the bobby pins out and combed it. And it took me probably 10 minutes to get. There were 28 bobby pins in my hair. Jesus. And then I had to comb through it. And then I took a shower the next day and I had to use like double shampoo to get all the product out. I did a deep condition because it was all tangly. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's like a process and you have long hair. God, so like formal events and like prom and all that are not your, that's not your best friend. No. During, yeah, you look great and you look great in pictures, but the after, no. (laughs) And when I got married, I got my hair done. I left my hair up for two days because it just didn't fall out. There were so many, there were like over 40 bobby pins in my hair for my wedding and so much hairspray and whatever else she put in it that I didn't wash it for two days because I was so tired. And then on the third day, I finally took it out because I had the energy. (laughs) All right. Well, a lot of stages for that cleaning them. Yeah. Um, This is another interesting one. I don't, I don't quite understand this one. I thought that the sticky side of menstrual pads had to stick to the body to say it's attached, not to the underwear. I can't relate to that one because I always assumed it attached to the underwear. Oh, thank God. Thank you. You're like the one guy that knows that. I didn't. I don't know who would not think that. Men think they stick to our bodies. Like, it's... like little stickers that we put on our, like, glue on the body. Like, that would hurt. That's like, you think we want to do that and then rip it off like a band-aid when we have to, like, change it? No. I, I always thought it was like a diaper, so therefore, like, a baby wouldn't put the sticky side on the baby, so. That's uh, a good way to put it. I mean, that's, I never thought, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know that the sticky part was to kind of, like, I guess keep it in place with the underwear, but I also knew that, like, it didn't make any sense for it to stick on you <laughs> no it does not but apparently there's a lot of guys that think that yeah. it sticks to you nope it sticks to your underwear okay this is another interesting one i didn't know um i didn't know just how bad the unprompted sex sex women get are i mean i'm a gay dude where that's not common it's not uncommon either 
but that's usually like an unsolicited junk pick on Grinder or something. But my girlfriends will randomly get super aggressive texts from like the realtor who showed them open house rentals last year or a guy in their lab class they're literally never spoken to and frequently. So the frequency of how, of when women get sex and I guess just out of the blue. Yeah. So you just get random sex messages out of the blue. Like in college. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, Oh, it's 1145 at night. I'm trying to go to sleep. Hey girl, what are you doing? Hey, it's 630 in the morning. I woke up to go to class. Hey, what's up? It doesn't even have to be like a sext either. It can just be a text, a regular text message saying, what's up? You awake? What you doing? Want to hang or something like that? And I'm like, I talked to you once. It's like, I don't even know your last name. We were like, the only reason I have your number is because we got grouped into the group project at the end of the semester. Like, why are you, why are you? And the project's over, so like I'm done talking to you. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that they were like the the realtor that showed me properties yeah. a year ago. Hey girl, just wanted to say what's up. It's like who the f are you? Yeah, I I can't. I don't know why some guys just like I don't know. Like, are they desperate? Like, how far back do you have to go and think about every girl you've ever interacted with in your whole life? And who that's... keeps those numbers? And that's what creeps me out. So, like, in this example, the realtor, if she was an actual client, her phone number is going to be saved in some CRM somewhere, right? Right. Um, but for him to remember her name and face to that phone number and the one interaction they had means that he remembered you for whatever reason for a year and then reached out to you when it was convenient for him. He like That's creepy. I mean, do they just put it in the C? I mean, and I deal with a CRM because I'm in sales, but like, I'm just picturing the CRM and it's like a year, a year ago, I talked to this customer and you're like, you know, redhead with a rack and then call set her. Set a reminder set a, a reminder. year later. <laughs> like, Reach out in 12 months. If single. Red, redhead with a rack was going through a divorce. That's why I was looking for an apartment. And it's like, you're going to call her and say, hey, what's up? That divorce get finalized? What? That just seems so random to me. Um, here's another one that men didn't know about women. They shower in hell. <laughs> I, the guy says, I take my shower first and turn it up until it's painful. And I yelp as I jump out of the way. And then my wife's like, it's kind of cold. Yeah. So this guy says his wife made his wife turn up the, the wife made him turn up the water heater temperature so that the showers could get hotter. Do y'all just shower in hell? I want to shower in liquid lava really yes because i don't know what it is but i feel like most of the day as long as i'm indoors i'm cold right mm -hmm. the air doesn't have to be blasting but i just naturally am on the colder side my toes are always cold my hands are always cold like even now i'm wearing a sweatshirt even though we're inside and it's 70 degrees outside um i just get the chills mm -hmm. you probably hear about women Going to the office complaining about how the office is so cold, right? The the women's winter? Yes, the women's winter. So we're cold all damn day. And then we're taking our shower, whether it's at nine or in the morning. And it's like this beautiful, steamy paradise where we can make it as hot as we want because it feels good. We've been cold all day. 
And then it's like, I know I'm going to be cold all day. So I just enjoy my time, crank <laughs> it up. It feels good on my skin too. Like I'm just so cold. I think the heat just like, it has to permeate my body. And I can only do that with super hot water. <laughs> yeah. You, you like my husband too, he, he will take a lukewarm shower and then I go in after him. I'm like, it's not even hot. Like this is like, like room temperature bottled water hot. Like <laughs> it goes up to like 120 degrees. Like what are you doing? <laughs> you take a, you take a bath in a hot tub basically. Yeah. Okay. So here's another one that men didn't know about women until they started dating. Um, they had no idea just how often women get public unwanted attention from male strangers. Like, that still happens? Like, do you get like the, I know like in the 50s and the 60s, you get like the cackles and like the guys would be like, ps, 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 ps. hey girl, like mm -hmm. whistling at you, the, the construction workers whistling at you and all that. It's like, that still goes on, I guess. Yeah. Like I'll be walking down a sidewalk or something. I don't really see it like in my suburban neighborhood, but when I'm in the city downtown, you know, I've had guys like pull up because they're at a stop sign or a red light and they just roll down their window and they're like, hey, or, <laughs> what's up, girl? And I know I should get mad. And I part of me is annoyed because I'm like, I'm walking, leave me alone. Like, don't distract me because I'm already on edge. I'm a girl walking by myself in the city downtown. I have to be on alert. Uh -huh. You're not helping. But... At the same time, I'm like, well, at least he thinks I'm hot. So most of the, and I know they mean nothing by, especially like if they're in their car and they can't get out. So I'm just like, hey, back at them. Is, I try not to let it get to me. Do you ever like, I guess as a woman, just in general, do you ever go somewhere where you're like, oh, I don't want to go here because I know it's going to, I know these guys are going to be staring at my ass or whatever. Like. Like, this happened this past weekend at the wedding I was at. We went to a piano bar as like an after party. Mm -hmm. It was very, very crowded. Um, we were all like kind of like on the, I guess what they called the dance floor next to the pianos. And it was very, very crowded. And I don't care for that scene much anymore. I was starting to feel really anxious just being around all those people. I couldn't move. And I was like, I just need to breathe. So I left the dance floor. I went and got a drink at the bar. And instead of going back to the dance floor, I just was kind of standing off to the side just so I had had some space around me, right? I was like, oh, I can breathe. I feel good. I didn't need to leave the bar. The place was still fun. I was having a fun time. I just didn't want to be in the, the mosh pit of people. Mm -hmm. I was standing there, Sergio, alone. My husband's maybe 20 feet from me. He's not far. But I'm just standing there alone, maybe 60 seconds. Maybe. And already this guy like came up to me and was like, you're not here by yourself, are you? And this man's like 50 something. <laughs> and I I like I don't know like if he with I don't know. Like I he I could tell if he was been drinking or if he had taken drugs or what, but within 60 seconds. He came up to me. He's like, I just want to make sure you're okay because, you know, you're really pretty and, you know, you're over here by yourself. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Just go away. I don't want to talk to you, but thank you. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm married. My husband's right there. Like, go away. He's, he's within earshot. <laughs> I can throw a rock at him, literally. That's pretty funny. Yeah. So it does happen. Okay. I gotcha. This one's pretty interesting. Going back to the kind of the bra thing. Um that women's underwear is not universal. Certain types of underwear suit certain types of clothes. Yep. 
And then obviously there's certain pairs of underwear for certain times of the month, as well as times and days and activities. Mm-hmm. Quote, there are so many kinds of underwear. Yep. And then it shows me a little diagram, like or a little illustration of the different underwear. Yeah, you got you got like regular, you got hipsters, you got cheekies, you got briefs, you got thongs, there's all kinds. And then you have like different kinds of like like not just briefs, right? And they're like briefs and then bikini brief and then isn't there like different subgenres? There there can be. I don't typically buy those, so I don't know too much about that. But based I based on this animation, there's like uh twelve different kinds of underwear for women. <laughs> The more important thing is the reason there's so many is because you want to wear certain underwear with certain like outfits. Mm. Because the main thing is like if if depending on what you're wearing, if it's super tight, maybe you don't want panty lines, mm. you know, so different. And then, you know, if you want pure comfort and you don't care what you're wearing or if people see panty lines, there's underwear for that. Um, if you're working out, there's there's certain types of underwear that you can wear that you know breathe and don't you know collect a lot of sweat and aren't in the way you're probably wearing leggings if you're working out um so yeah depending on what you're wearing the underwear does make a difference yeah moving on (laughs) i didn't know that birth control had so many often prevalent side effects (laughs) (laughs) and it starts talking about like a quote unquote the combo pill made me feel unhinged and, you know, this lady's talking about, I, f- I will never forget legit sobbing to my then fiance that I felt like a stranger in my own body. And the and the fiance said, I don't think getting to have sex without protection is worth it, babe. And then I went off birth control a day later. So, yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that you guys put into your body that kind of throws you out of whack. And I mean, this this is hard to talk about because I think birth control affects every woman differently. Some people, birth control is great and it does nothing but good things. And then some women take it not because they want to, it's because they have to. Maybe they're susceptible, excuse me, subs- susceptible. I, yes, that word. Uh, maybe they have like PCOS. Maybe they are, you know, pre-genetically disposed to getting like ovarian cysts. So it's like things like that, but then they get other side effects. Mm-hmm. So everyone's different. It's it's really hard to say whether it's all good and all bad. I think overall birth control is good, but it just affects everyone so differently. If you, I don't know if your wife or someone you know is on it and like if they take the pill, tell them to open up a new package and you know, you know, drugs normally come with like a little paper that says, you know, side direction, effects. side effects. Tell her to take it out and open it up for you. Is it like a like a scroll? Is it just like Do a you big remember, page? Of- you remember like in the nineties when you're driving in the car and you take out the big maps of like the states yeah. and you unfold them and they're like this big? That's yeah. what it's going to turn into. Really? I, I'm not kidding you. It is literally this big. Like Think of the maps in the car it's when like you were a poster a kid. Board. It's like the size of a poster yes. board. Yes. And they fold it up 38 times into this little square that fits in the, the pocket. But yeah, those are all the side effects they have to talk about when it comes to birth control. Yeah, because I mean, birth control essentially alters your hormones, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you alter if you alter anybody's hormones, there's going to be a cause and effect. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, and everybody's hormones are different. And it's like and that's why there's so many different kinds of birth control. Yep. Because exactly. Because 
Kate is not the same as Myrna, is not the same as your mom, is not the same as my mom, is the same as my sister as your sister. Those six women are all probably on a different birth control. If they're on birth control, you know? That's just because everybody's chemistry is different. So, yeah, and they're all going to affect... And you could all be on the same one. They're all going to affect you differently. Yep. So, huh. Birth control's not... I mean, it's... It, don't get me wrong. Myrna's on it. But she's on it for medical reasons. Not yeah. not for the, the deterrent of having a child. But, yeah. I mean, and then sometimes... The thing that she's told me is like, sometimes she's like, I know it's the time of, I know this is when it should be the time of the month because I feel like crap. It's like, I'm not necessarily getting the cramps. I'm not getting all the bloating. She was, but I just feel like crap. And I think this would be when the time of the month would be. It's like, it doesn't prevent that stuff from happening. It still happens to an extent. And it's yeah. like, your body still goes through the, the ebbs and flows of that time of the month. Um, Another one men didn't know about women is that doctors just do not listen to women about their own bodies. And, um, like just some doctors, just like people talk about going in for back pain and they're given an x-ray and the, and the doctor's like, well, you need to lose weight because your back hurts because you weigh too much. And like, come to find out later on when you, she meets a female doctor that there's an existing pre-existing condition that's causing the back pain, not weight gain. But it took a female doctor to figure that out because the male doctor's like, yeah, your back hurts because you're fat. Go lose weight. You'll be fine. You know? Yeah. I I don't have a personal story in, in terms of that, but I've seen a lot of videos of women complaining about that. And I will say my general practitioner doctor is a female, and I specifically chose a female doctor for that reason. Um, just because I did not want to have to even worry about any of that kind of BS coming up. Um, I feel very comfortable with my female doctor. I talk openly to her. She completely understands, you know, when I tell her I'm going through things or this is like the pain I'm feeling, or this is how it, this side effect is making me feel this medication. She's like, yeah, absolutely. I believe you. Let's try something else or blah, blah, blah. And it's just, it's really comforting to have that versus with a male i i would be skeptical at first i'm not gonna lie so i um i had i've just over the years i've just had doctor like whatever doctor you give me and i had a female doctor probably about six or seven years ago and that was only that was the first female doctor i had consistently and i learned at that time like how different it is to not have a male doctor and there were certain conversations one that you're awkward to have with a female but then there's just certain things like when you're trying to work on yourself that like just doesn't make sense for a female compared to a male. And then about three or four years ago, I switched to a male doctor and I was like, okay, I only want a male doctor after this because that guy's asking me like when you're in the office with him, he's asking you questions that you're like, this do female doctor didn't ask me this question, you know? And the doctor's asking you stuff like just randomly, like, are you peeing okay? Like, you know, are you having this problem? Are you having that problem? It's like, I don't know. I never thought about that. It's like the other doctor never asked me that. And he's like, yeah, she's a woman. She doesn't really quite like, you know, they don't, they just don't quite like this guy's middle-aged or a little bit older than me. It's like, yeah, just certain things that I go through. Like I ask my, my patients because if I've gone through them, you're probably going through them, you know? Mm -hmm. So just weird stuff like that. Just. Yeah. And I think that not that she wasn't a competent doctor, but at some point it's like, she's gonna just be able to relate more to a woman's body than a man's she might know exactly how a man's body works you know yeah the mechanics of it yeah but she went to medical school she knows what's going on but she's never you know 
peed in a urinal. She's never yeah, like had like, a prostate. Like, I get it. Just like your male doctor is not gonna know what it feels like to have bad cramps in your uterus. Like he's just not gonna know. Right. So yeah. Exactly, because he doesn't have a uterus. Yep. He just has the little one on his desk. The... <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a funny one. Um, another thing men didn't know till they started dating women that discharge is normal and natural. In the beginning, I thought my girlfriend had a problem with bladder <laughs> control. <laughs> okay, these some of these are kind of kind of gross, but yeah, no, perfectly natural. It happens. You are healthy if you are getting that. <laughs> and somebody said, "Don't worry, the bladder control issues come after you have kids." <laughs> yeah, no, it's guys, guys. That is normal. It doesn't mean she's on her period. It doesn't mean she has a problem. It's just it is what it is. She's healthy. We got a few more. We're not going to hit all of them, but, I, I, you know, this got really interesting here. But this one's pretty good. That women's pockets are fake. <sighs> I think you this is the worst, worst out of everything we've talked about. Yeah. Fake pockets or no pockets at all? What's the point of having fake pockets? Because all the men that control the fashion industry said, we want to sell purses. So we're just not going to give women pockets. And then that'll make them buy purses. To put all their crap in. Huh. Yeah. You don't carry a purse. You don't carry a bag. Because yeah. you have pockets. You have... How many pockets are in a pair of jeans typically? One, two, three, four. And then that itty bitty one. Yeah, you have at least four. And, then and they're have, big. And if you have cargo pants or cargo shorts, you have six. Yeah, and they're big. Like, they can hold stuff. Mm-hmm. We normally don't have pockets. And if I... My jeans have pockets. But, like, they don't fit my phone because my phone is so big. I can't put anything in the front pockets. Like I can squeeze like two fingers in there. And I'm like, what am I going to put in my front pocket? A piece of gum? Cool. <laughs> my chapstick? Okay. Your lipstick. That's it. That's yeah. Cool. Some change. A dollar. That's like, it just doesn't make sense because then like the reason your pockets are big is because your pants aren't as form fitting, right? They're not clinging yeah. to your legs versus girl jeans. If I, maybe if I bought like a straight style jean, they might have big pockets, but if I buy something that's more form-fitting to my body, you can't put a giant pocket in there because then that wouldn't fit to my leg, mm -hmm. right? So it's it's all marketing. It's all a lot of it is you know it's sexualizing all... the clothes for women, and they just want us to buy purses it's, so we don't get pockets. It's it's all our fault. Sorry, yep. guys. Thank you. And we're gonna end with this one. The one thing, one thing that men didn't know until they started dating women that a five-foot-tall, 100-pound woman is capable of taking up an entire king-size bed. Yeah. <laughs> they, you can't. You you just can't make it. They don't make a bed big enough for a woman. <laughs> that women toss and turn and sprawl out and, like, lay diagonally. It, it's kind of like, it's almost like having a child Yeah. in bed. Is that they just, like, just toss and turn. Yeah. Move my around. favorite thing to do is to like spread out on the bed and like have all my limbs out and that's how I feel most comfortable and then I go to sleep. Like a gunshot victim. Yeah. Sprawled out on yep. the pavement. Yeah. I don't know. I I like to stretch and then that's how I fall asleep. And you know, we have a king size bed and uh Myrna didn't she wasn't very comfortable in it. And she wasn't very comfortable in it and it's a sleep number. It adjusts. She wasn't very comfortable with it. She's like, well, I need to like adjust my neck and all that. So I bought a base, like an adjustable base that yeah. raises us up. 
And then sometimes, and you know, Andrew, our son's nine, he'll crawl into bed with us. And there's still ample space, but it's just like, she'll get up and she'll go sleep on the couch. Like, I don't have enough room. It's like, we have a king size bed. It holds us and the dogs just fine in most cases, but you still don't have enough room. You know, and she's like, well, you always toss and turn. I'm like, I go, I, I have a CPAP. I'm restricted. I can't go from one end of the bed to the other. Yeah. Like, it's not me. I'm right here. I stay here and I roll to the side and I roll on my back and that's it. But somehow, like, she's like, I'm not comfortable. I need to go lay on the couch. <laughs> Which is smaller than the bed. Yes. <laughs> but it's like, I'm not, I, I guess that's what it comes down to. It's like, you guys are never comfortable. Even with a king size bed, you're not comfortable. Well, and to be honest, we just kind of want to sleep alone by ourselves. That's when we feel the most comfortable. Okay, I don't know if you guys have done this yet. Maybe you guys are still too in love. When you guys travel, do you ever get uh, the two queen beds instead of the king bed? If it's all that's available or if it's cheaper, we'll do that. But do you sleep in the bed separately? I bring it up a lot. And I'm like, I kind of want to sleep here by myself. And sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. We get, we, but I, I like, I would if, if, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. We get the king bed too, but sometimes she's like, I want the, she when she picks the the room, she's like, I got the two queens, and it's just me and her. It's not me, her and Andrew. <laughs> and she's like, well, you know, we can lay on the on one and we can cuddle, whatever. And then I'm gonna go to my own bed. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. It. That's, that's exactly my sentiment. Like. Harrison and I will watch a movie on the couch and I call that my cuddle time because I can cuddle and watch a movie. But when I go to bed, like when it's going to sleep time for the whole night, I do not want to cuddle. I do not want to touch you. I do not want you to cuddle on top of me. Like get away from me. I am contante over here. Let me sleep. Leave me alone. And then I wake up and it's great. If he, if we were trying to cuddle all night, I would just wake up and I would be so uncomfortable. I'd feel so claustrophobic. Yeah, I don't cuddle in bed. I read a thing one time that said the key to a happy marriage is separate blankets. Yes, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, you just... I'm oh. a blanket hog, he's a blanket hog, and we just like, no, yeah, just we avoid that. Some days we sleep, some days we share a blanket, some days we, we break out the spare and one of us has it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like, I guess you love each other, but you don't... Not in not in sleep time. Sleep, Caitlin is a completely different person, and I cannot control what she does when she's sleeping. So, if she kicks you in the middle of the night, you know that's on her. That's not on me. <laughs> sleep, Caitlin. <laughs> that is sleep, Caitlin, doing what she wants. And if she doesn't like you, you will work on that. But she's her own person. Sleep, Caitlin. <laughs> well. I think we had a really good conversation here. I'm actually pretty proud of us. Yeah. I'm pretty proud of me. I'm proud that you knew a couple things. Yeah, like the sticker the pad. The sticker pad thing. Yeah, you knew that. I just didn't know that there were two holes. Yeah. <laughs> figured it out. Hey, the good news is I figured it out. So eventually. You know. Well, good com good conversation. Yes. And that's the whole point of genital logic. It's to talk about stuff that that we don't quite know about the about the other gender and, and learning see we learn if i can find an article that has one that's like things women didn't know about men yeah. i will we'll talk about it we need to but have i it. don't think there's gonna be one we, no, we, <laughs> oh. you set me up for that. sorry you set me up for that if we find one i you can you can 
hold that over my head forever. But <laughs> all right. Do you want to quickly do our, our last segment of the day? Yes, let's quickly do the last segment. Yeah, so the last segment we're going to do today is our payday segment. This is where we talk about finances, money, not necessarily like a certain topic about money, but just money in general. So maybe it's like things that are happening in the news. Maybe it's, you know, new legislation that's being brought up that's going to affect how you save your money or file your taxes or, you know, apply for loans, anything like that. So just stuff that we find interesting. Um, I do, I'm not going to talk about it in this episode because it could be its own episode, but you know, we had that giant bank close in California mm -hmm. that, you know, people withdrew like $40 billion. I don't know. It was an insane amount of money. Um, that bank went under, but you know, if we had the time, I'd talk about it, but it's going to be stuff like that. Um, let's go into some money yeah. conversation. So it's currently March, 2023. So we are in prime prime tax season mm -hmm. it is time to do your taxes yes which no one wants to do everyone hates doing it but if you don't want to go to jail you have to do it blah do your taxes do your taxes so i'm here to tell you guys what to do to be able to file your taxes for free Ooh. for free gratis i can't guarantee that you're gonna get money back and i can't guarantee that you won't have to pay any money to the government but you'll file for free. And I didn't know this until literally, I think a year or two ago. Let's do it. So I'm going, we can um, give y'all some links in the show description that you can follow to find these free resources, but literally just Google free tax filing on Google, or you could go to the IRS website. It should be the first thing that pops up in your Google search. And there are so many third party sites you can use that are approved by the IRS where you can file for free. Now there are a couple stipulations to this. What's the stipulations? So in order to file for free, um, you have, there's, there's several things. So the main thing is your AGI, which is what, what is that? Your a, a annual gross, annual gross income, adjusted gross income. What does that mean? Something, something, something like, that. like that. But, um, it, the AGI is the biggest thing. And there is a box on your tax return that lists your AGI. So if you are filing as a single person and your AGI is less, less than $73,000, you can apply or not apply. You can file your taxes for free okay. and it's adjusted gross income. I just confirmed. Um, so if your adjusted gross income is less than $73,000, and you're filing by yourself. You Woohoo! Free. You can file for free. Yep. Which really sucks because I think most of my life I was always using H and R Block or TurboTax, which cost me money. Oh yeah. And now I'm really mad. Like last year I did it for free. Really? The year before that I did it for free. Every year before that I used TurboTax and I was really upset. Yeah, you're spending that money that you don't have to spend. Yep. I know with TurboTax, it is like if you're only submitting literally like your W-2 and you have no 401k, no property, no health insurance, no FSA, no HSA. Like if you don't have any of that and all you're turning in is your W-2, that is free with TurboTax. The short form, right? Yes. They call short, the, the second short. you add like a second document showing that you have money somewhere else for something, they charge you. That's like, oh, that's going to require our, our package. You got to upgrade. You got to pay money to, to submit that second form. Always the upgrade. Yes. But with these programs, 
if you have a 401k, a Roth IRA, an HSA, healthcare, Medicaid, whatever, you can still file for free. As long as you, you're yeah. under that as threshold. As long as you're under the AGI threshold. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's good enough. And that AGI threshold's pretty pretty high because I think the average American makes what fifty something thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. So this could apply to a lot of people. To most people, which is really, really good. Um because you've been paying money to the government all year. I don't want to pay someone else money to get my money back that I earned back from the government. <laughs> um, here's another interesting one. Talking about um tax counseling for the elderly mm -hmm. so there's a thing called the tax counseling for the elderly program it's managed by the irs and it's operated by irs partners and staffed with volunteers but they offer free tax help to taxpayers 60 and older but it specializes in pensions and retirement issues that are unique only to seniors so that's kind of cool and it's actually aarp that helps they have like a found they have a tax aid program mm -hmm. so yeah elderly people have a whole different set of tax issues like their tax stuff is different than ours because theirs is fixed income for the most part retirement social security yeah it's all it, it you're kind of going backwards in a way mm -hmm. so and at that point maybe you have more assets like maybe you have more properties maybe you have more land mm -hmm. you know things like that that are taxed differently at that age. Everything gets taxed differently when you get a certain threshold, especially when you mm -hmm. get retired. So your your taxes are not the same as my taxes. So take advantage of that. You've worked hard. Take advantage of that now. Yep. They took advantage of you all those years. Right? Government's always going to take your money. Mm -hmm. Go get some of it back. So again, we'll, we'll post a link in the show notes, but just Google, you know, IRS free tax filing. The IRS website should be the first thing that comes up and it lists all the free resources and they're all accredited by the IRS. So feel safe yeah, filing with them. Yeah, point that out. They're all like IRS sanctioned. Yes, programs. these are these are not I'm not giving you all sketchy third party yeah. websites. Joe's Tax Service. <laughs> From, yeah. No, these are all these are all, you know, safe to use. You're good to go. And I can attest because I use these the past two years and they work. When is when is tax day this year? It used to be the fifteenth forever, but now I, it it it, it evolves like it, it moves a little bit. It used to be a hard April fifteenth, and then a couple of years ago, I think it was when COVID hit or maybe before that, it kind of started floating a little bit because it kind of it kind of takes into ah, account. So this year in twenty twenty three, the tax filing deadline is April eighteenth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it, there's not just, there used to just be tax day, April 15th. And then somewhere in the last couple of years, it's kind of floated around. I think COVID caused that, but they kind of take into account something. So hmm. anyways. It says it's typically fallen on or just April, April 15th. Um, is it because the 15th falls on a weekend or a holiday or something? Uh, Maybe. I don't know. It doesn't say that here. It I just says since thought, 1955. I always thought it was the 15th, but then it's it started becoming like more loose. It's like the 15th-ish. The 15th-ish. Yeah. So you <laughs> well, the 15th this year is it's Saturday. So I guess it can't fall on a, on a weekend. No. So, you know, you still got some time. We're in the we're in March right now. March April-ish, early April-ish. So you still got time to file your taxes. Yeah. 
just don't put it off at the last second because if something goes wrong or if you don't have a paper you're supposed to have, you need time to go get it. Let's not talk about that. I've had yeah. that happen. <laughs> so I think that's going to wrap up episode seven. Yeah. We've had a pretty good episode. It was very uh, informative. Yes. Information for you guys. It was funny on my end. Yeah. You got to <laughs> watch me squirm. Anyways, that's going to wrap us up. Let's thank again, Wavespace Audio for the, the music and Young Ideas Dish for their continued support. Check them out for their Google and Dish products. So on behalf of myself and Miss Kate, hey. we are Law and Disorder. We will holler at you guys. Episode eight. Peace out. Laters.